0: Here's a message from Ken Levica.
1: Ken Levica and Stone Lebanowitz taking the day off. On the day we find out Tom Brady is having marital issues, what is going on? Christian, hit the open. On your mark. Get
2: set.
0: Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live.
2: What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up.
0: Now, Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Levicka Live on ESPN
1: 106.3. That's right, your ears don't deceive you. It's a Big Teddy takeover on Ken Levicka Live here on a Friday ahead of the start, the real start of college football season. And... I'm joined that you know what it's perfect that today I'm joined by none other than Jeanette Javier because this is a day where and, and Evan Cohen almost got me sidetracked here because I, I I really want to annihilate his MVP picks that was maybe the worst MVP go ladder off. I've heard go
3: off go and,
1: but I, we have bigger things to get to with Tom Brady your guy having marital issues but can I address Evan right quick of course because I want all of the fans and, and Evan Cohen has so many fans throughout Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. He has so many people that hang on to his every word, and and rightfully so. He's been doing this for a long time. He's a sports-talking head. He has a lot of good takes, more bad ones than not. But
3: I dealt with him for a year.
1: You did. You did deal with him for a year. And and now I, me dealing with having the Takeover Ken Levicka show here with you, and Christian is running the ship uh, for us here, I, it, it almost is off-putting and it is definitely disconcerting that he would try and lead his fans astray by telling them Mac Jones, Dak Prescott, and Russell Wilson are his MVP favorites. Because there's some people out there that take Evan's word as gold, right? They do. And
3: Very much so.
1: That's Jeanette. He why would he do this to his people? Mac Jones.
3: He is a Patriots fan.
1: I Mac Jones. Evan
3: Cohen is a Patriots fan.
1: It, that's inexcusable. For him to put Mac Jones as a third. Third guy on his top three for the MVP. Then Dak Prescott. He's picking guys that literally have no weapons and a very small shot at even winning their own division in Mac Jones. And Dak Prescott, I mean, the Eagles are the better team right now. So he's picking guys that are underdogs in their own division with a lack of weapons, and then he caps it all off by picking a guy who's in the same division as Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and also Derek Carr with Russell Wilson. What What is he doing? Is this his method?
3: I guess so. he get some emotions flowing, and he got you in there. but
1: He did. He did.
3: Of course, he was going to defend Mac Jones. I'm surprised he didn't put Tom Brady because he is a huge Tom Brady fan as well.
1: I would have respected the Tom Brady take, and I'm glad you brought that up because now if, if I'm a betting man, if I'm someone who's trying to find a storyline that might lead to an MVP-type season, it's not going to be the guy in Mac Jones who dropped back in the preseason just two weeks ago and threw the ball directly to a linebacker who uh, then almost took it back for six. It's not going to be that guy who also hasn't shown us anything that shows us there's any kind of route to an MVP. If I'm laying some money down today, okay. and what, what's today? It's it's Friday, September 2nd. We're six days out from kickoff to the NFL season when the Bills take on the Rams at uh, in L.A. at SoFi, I believe. <sighs> if I'm going to lay some money down right now, and Jeanette, you're going to love to hear this, let me hear it. Let me hear it. It's gonna be on your guy. Woo! Six. No, not, not six, seven Super Bowls. Seven. Tom, Edward, the GOAT. Brady. Yes. And you know, for me, it, it you gotta be able to follow the storylines. You gotta be able to know your history so you'll know what might be to come. And Tom Brady, the big story of today is we have some drama, more drama in the Tom Brady camp because this is the Maybe more so than not. And this is a guy that's dealt with scandals. Mm. This is a guy that's dealt with cheating accusations, not in his marriage.
3: Accusations.
1: But, well, I mean, some of them were.
3: Accusations. I don't know.
1: Some of them were. Did you
3: read all the documents? Yeah. yeah. Did you read all of them?
1: Well, did, we didn't get a chance to read his phone because he flushed it down the toilet. So that's not something that innocent people do.
3: Yeah, you've never accidentally dropped your phone in the toilet before?
1: <laughs> don't lie.
3: Don't lie. It happens to the best of us.
1: Uh, you know what? You know what?
3: I uh, maybe so.
1: Maybe yeah. so. But that's that's beyond the point. That's uh-huh. beyond the point. Tom Brady, we're hearing now, and it's, it's from page six. It's an article in page six right now, and the headline is what gets me. It says, Trouble in Paradise, <laughs> Tom Brady and Giselle Bündchen in epic fight. <sighs> Trouble in Paradise, Tom Brady and Giselle Bündchen in, in an epic fight. And throughout the article, as you read it, it sounds like Giselle's not happy with the fact that Tom Brady retired and said he was going to spend time with family. Then 40 days later, he unretires and comes back to football triumphantly. And then we have the 11-day hiatus in the training camp, which we've never seen from Tom Brady. Remember, Jeanette, you Tom Brady disciples tell me he he zones in on football. He's locked in. He's never a guy to stray from the mission He took eleven days off from training camp. Something's up, right?
3: Absolutely, and he noted it was personal reasons.
1: He said it was personal reasons, and actually, let's listen back to because when he came back from his eleven-day hiatus from training camp, and we had all of these theories—always in the Masked Singer, always vacationing in the (laughs) Bahamas—was hilarious, right? right. That would have been amazing. That would have been cool.
3: I would have lost. I've I don't. I've only seen one episode of the Masked Singer. Yeah, not sober. (laughs) <laughs> but I would have watched it sober if I knew Tom Brady was about to show up.
1: You would watch Tom Brady painting a house sober. You know what I'm saying? Like, you would watch him do any mundane task, washing dishes. Yeah. You would watch him tie his shoes. For sure. Like, he probably
3: ties it so elegantly as well.
1: I can imagine that. You know, like a he poetic. Takes his time.
3: You know how you learn, like, the. Well, I never learned. My parents just told me to figure it out, but, like, there's like <laughs> bunny hoops. Wait, they bunny just hoops
1: told, so, or something? How did your parents just told you to figure out tying your shoes and you figured it out?
3: Yeah, they, they. I've never fallen. Like, my shoes have never untied or taken off my wow. foot.
1: That's actually one of the most impressive things I've heard. Like, at what Thank age you. do you just, because I would never be able to just figure out how to make two strings, two laces coming out of my shoe as a five year old intertwine in a way that they're locked up and looped up perfectly. Like, that's incredible that you were able to.
3: It's worked out so far, and selfishly, the fact that there's this trend right now where, like, with Converse, you don't even tie your shoes. You don't even need to. So I'm so happy I didn't spend waste so much time in my youth learning how to tie shoes. <laughs> so
1: the real re- revelation here is that Jeanette Javier still does not know how to tie her shoes. Maybe. <laughs> so that's where, that's where we've come. But for Tom Brady, he definitely knows how to tie his shoes, and he also knows how to lock in on football except for what we've seen to be this offseason. So let's listen back again after the 11-day hiatus. Tom Brady, and, and we're sure that this is clean, right? We got the clean version. We're good? Okay, we're good. Tom Brady addressing the media about why he took 11 days off from training camp. It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really unique challenges to our life, and, uh, you know, we're... I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of mm. on, so, you know, you just gotta try to figure out
4: light the best you can, and, um You know, it's a uh, continuous process. So
1: He says, first off, him bringing up his age again, I I like that because that gives us, it kind of throws us off the scent a little bit. That makes us think that maybe there's things going on with him that is more so age affected. But after the age part, I want to listen back to it again because listen closely to how Tom Brady starts to then delve into what maybe the real issue is here because I think Maybe we should have tuned in a little closer. When people were talking about why he had this 11-day hiatus back when it happened and we were throwing out theories, there were a lot of theories, Jeanette, that Giselle was the one that wanted him to still take this vacation with her. And this was something that was planned out ahead of time because she knew that him unretiring meant she was going to lose him again for another fall. So she was like, hey, no, you know what? We're still making that trip. Remember all of that? Talk about that, Absolutely.
3: right? Absolutely. De- I defended Tom Brady more times than I'd like to.
1: Right. And you're going to have to defend him again today because I'm I have some, some theories around this. But listen back to him again and listen to after he talks about being 45 years old, then he starts to kind of unravel a little bit. Maybe even gave up a little too much.
4: Well, personal, you know, everyone's got
1: different situations they're dealing with. So we all have really unique challenges to our life. And, uh, you know, we're I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of shit on, so... You know, you just gotta try to figure out life the best you can, and um, you know, it's a uh, continuous process. So, I, so for me, when he says number one, there's a lot of bleep going on, and then starts to delve into him trying to figure out life as a as a guy that is Tom Brady, who we already know his problems aren't financial, Jeanette. Like facts. I almost called you Giselle as we're on this topic. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's a compliment. Both
3: our names start with GI. So it's almost right. the same thing. You know? Right.
1: But we already know that his problems can't be financial. His problems aren't necessarily football related because, again, this is training camp. This is like before the season even gets going. Yeah, he's losing some offensive linemen. But that really was happening while he was departed. Uh-huh. So the only thing left, really, that a 45-year-old man would have to worry about that would actually take him away from his job and take his focus off is family. For sure. He was letting us know in that statement there that this is likely family-related. And let's go back to this Page Six article that came out, again, talking about trouble in paradise, Tom Brady having marital issues. It says the model, speaking of Giselle, has left their family compound in Tampa Bay, in Tampa, Florida, for Costa Rica. Following a series of heated arguments over Brady's shocked decision to unretire from the NFL while he has remained behind for team training camp. So it's obviously it's obvious that right now he's having family issues and he's having other things that are on his mind that he needs to take care of because again, as a forty-five year old man, this football thing is is nearing the rear view. Mm -hmm. And he's gonna have to deal with and you know, enjoyingly so, his family for the rest of his life. I mean, this is a guy that if he could play football till he's forty five, he might live till he's one hundred and forty five. Great, you like that, right? I love it. So for me, I'm seeing, and again, Evans' MVP ladder was ridiculous. He's got, <laughs> he's got Mac Jones and 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 Dak exactly. Prescott in there, and I think that's ridiculous. But for me, if I'm laying some MVP odds today, Tom Brady, in the midst of a lot of contention. Tom Brady, in the, mix, in the midst of conflict, has always proven to be the best Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He has an offensive line that's banged up on the football end. That's- Chris Godwin coming off of injury. At home, his wife, as we've learned, is tripping right now. <laughs> There's some conflict at the crib. <laughs> Tom Brady, in the midst of conflict, I think now is going to ball out in 2022. This is good news. This is good news from me to you as a Bucks fan. This should be good news to you because Tom Brady has shown us time and time again through his career, whether that be at Michigan in a quarterback battle, whether that be as a sixth-round pick coming into the NFL as a backup, and whether that be the many times he's had trip-ups in Foxborough for the Patriots, Tom Brady in conflict has proven to be the GOAT. You should be ready to celebrate and do another championship parade in Tampa. How does that sound?
3: Fantastic. Why do you think I'm wearing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers old school hat right now? <laughs> I, I, nice. I debated. I debated between wearing my Brady Pewter Buccaneers jersey or the hat. Yeah. But I went with the creamsicle hat instead. I love it.
1: I love it. It's by old the
3: school. Way. It's, it's clean. It's fresh. And it's, it's a very biased opinion.
1: A nice orange that red splashes off of it nicely. And the white backdrop kind of gives it that nice contrast. It's a beautiful hat.
3: I already put a video of it on Twitter, naturally. Anyways. So. I thought I was going to have to yell at you and defend everything. Yeah. But back to your point, Tom Brady, when he is in conflict, he has—I say this in the best way possible—nothing to worry about other than football right now. Mm. Take care of your family as you should always. Of course. But it's—I th- I think it was important that he took his 11-day hiatus with his family, probably. But he came back and he wants to play football, and I think that's where his passion is, and he's a man who sticks with his passion. And thrives
1: in it. And thrives in it. So this is the question we asked today then, Jeanette. Marriage problems for Brady means what for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Marriage problems for Tom Brady, as he's in a feud right now, apparently according to page six, means what for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? For me, I'm saying it means the Buccaneers should get the champagne bottles on ice today. The the football season doesn't kick off for another six days. I say get the champagne bottles on ice I say, if you're a person, if you're a betting man, I would line up. I would go to Caesar's Palace. I would find the odds on Tom Brady for MVP, and I just throw a little bit on. I'm not saying bet the house. How much? I'm not. I, I'm just saying, like maybe you know, a hundred. I just 10.
3: started getting into the betting game. It's, How much should I put on
1: it? So this is the thing, though. It's all about what you're comfortable with losing. So with betting, it's like you can't just say a number because to some guys, a hundred thousand is chump change. You I, see Drake all the time on Instagram. It's betting also on, Drake
3: who needs a new haircut.
1: Well, yeah. Well, that's that's yeah. Him and Jimmy Butler both. Jimmy Butler's fine. (laughs) But no, so I would say it's time to start believing these Buccaneers. I didn't believe in them them before. I don't think they have the talent on both sides of the ball that they've had in the previous years, and they have offensive line trouble, which means usually turmoil for Brady.
3: For sure. Losing Ryan Jensen, his main center, who's been a rock for that line. Losing him is big.
1: It's going to be rough. It's going to be an uphill climb, but what Brady has shown us time and time again is an uphill climb is his type of climb. 888 760 Marriage problems for Brady means what for the Bucks ahead of the 2022-2023 NFL season. Jeanette, marriage problems for Brady means what for the Bucks? Nothing. Mm.
3: Means nothing. He's going to go on the field. We're going to get the first dub versus the Cowboys on the September 11th, and we're going to go back to him and just football.
1: MVP favorite Dak Prescott on the other side there, according to Evan Cohen. Cool. <laughs> cool. Right, right.
3: So, it means absolutely nothing. It means he's going to still be great. He's, he's that To me, I know it sounds terrible because family is always first. Yeah, of course. But it absolutely means that he is focused on the field. As a Buccaneers fan, that shows, oh, you you don't even care about your family issues right now because you're too focused on football? Mm. That kind of sucks from a moral standpoint, yeah. but as a fan, I'm like, all right, let it rip.
1: Well, football kind of sucks from a moral standpoint, so it fits uh, yeah, right in. Oh, yeah, I
3: mean, yeah. And, and, and,
1: Watson. <laughs> <laughs> and also with, with Tom Brady and, and with these guys, especially the guys in the league that are at this highest level, like, again, I liken myself to some of these guys because some of them thrive through negativity. Some of them are champions through conflict. And I think none other than Tom Brady shows that time and time again. So, I don't know. I think for me, for sure, I'm saying Tom Brady having marital problems, that's good for the Bucs. Let's go. That's good news for the Bucs. Get you a, get a therapist. Work it out for sure. Make that happy at home. But through the midst of it, this is good. More controversy for Tom Brady has always shown to be good. Jeanette, you're saying it means nothing. It means nothing for the Bucs because they're going to succeed whether or not he's having the marital issues. And you know what? As a Bucs fan, I can't blame you for thinking so. Kevin is in Lake Worth. He joins Ken Lavic Alive with myself, Theo Dorsey, and Jeanette Javier. Kevin, welcome to the show first and foremost. And also, uh, just let me know, man. Tom Brady having marital issues, what does that mean for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? So I look at it,
4: there's I see two different possibilities, okay? Mm-hmm. Either the entire league is in trouble, the the Buccaneers are going fifteen and two and Tom Brady's winning another MVP and I'll see you guys in twelve months. You know, I'm sitting here thinking the Dolphins might have a good season and that might be all for not because Tom Brady's just gonna burn down the entire league. Yep. Or we see an entirely different Brady, which is just him kind of moping around and not as fiery as he is because that's one of the things that Tom Brady brings to the field where, you know, he's always used something, like you said, like, oh, I'm a six-round pick or I just got uh, suspended for deflategate. He's never really had family drama to where he might just go out there and mope around and they mm. finish, like, eight and nine.
1: So you're, th- I don't know. you're thinking that because this is a new type of conflict, a new type of drama, at least from the outside looking in, that Tom Brady might not be able to compartmentalize as well as he has in the past.
4: Correct. Uh, I mean, I just see those two possibilities. Now, he he could come out even more pissed off than before, and he wants to win every game, kind of looks at it like, you know what, my wife's nagging me about this. I might <laughs> as well make it worth it and go out and win a Super Bowl. Or he'd just be like, God, I, I got to go home and, and, and face the wife, and I'm coming out here just like us normal people. Like, you know, Tom Brady's not really normal, but – I, I get maybe he might turn normal and might show up to work, mm. bringing his bringing his family life with him.
1: I like that. I like that. And Thanks for the call, Kevin. That's that's a good point there because he's Tom Brady is a human being at the end of the day. I mean, I know he's done so much is work he? to his face; it's hard to tell. Uh, these days, if he's a human being or not, is he? I mean, he looks kind of like a you not know, the like
3: face stuff. Why you got to bring in I'm the face saying, stuff? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. off the face stuff already. All, Jesus. I'm,
1: say- all I'm saying is, you know, it, it's sometimes when I look at Tom Brady, I'm like, oh, he might not be a human being. He, he might be a platypus. Looks
3: better than 95 of the population. Yeah,
1: I don't know, man. It looks a little freaky. It looks a little weird. I'm I'm, you, I'm sure you, it looks. You look a little
3: weird. Get back <laughs> off.
1: Why are we defending Brady so much? You have to. What what's the one thing that you can criticize Brady on? Confidently, because you can defend him on everything.
3: Mm-hmm. He didn't join the Tampa Bay Buccaneers too soon. He, like, didn't he joined, he, him, he joined too, him. He joined him too late.
1: He joined him too late. Okay, like that's why. One criticism.
3: Why are, did you join when you were forty-four years old?
1: <laughs> Forty-three.
3: Forty-three. Sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah. Come on. He gave you an extra year there, Tom Brady. But no, I like what Kevin said there because when Kevin brings up him having a different type of conflict, I didn't factor this into my uh, into my thinking here because now I have to maybe reconsider. Because though he's gone through so much, it, it seems like on the outside looking in, Tom Brady's had the perfect, just life outside of football, right? Like, what has been, what has gone wrong for him outside of actual football conflict?
3: He did join the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh my
1: gosh, that's football conflict.
3: Oh, it's a good point.
1: That's what I'm saying. So he's lived this perfect American dream life.
3: That's a good point. It's what you think, like especially, yeah, you know what you would imagine the American dream is yeah. coming from a Latina perspective. Q quarterback.
1: All-American
3: boy quarterback.
1: He got a lot of work done to his face to become more Uh, cute. Get
3: get over yourself. Just saying. Get over yourself. (laughs) Oh, my God. Listen, our producer here, Christian, is just showing us pictures of—
1: Other stretched-out faces. Yeah,
3: like (laughs) adult filmmakers with shorts. Like, get out of here, Christian. Anyways. But, um, you know, this white stud quarterback makes it to D1 gets drafted, marries the best supermodel in the world right now. At the time, yeah. Yeah, goes into this huge organization, not at the time, but turns it over. Yeah. Seven Super Bowls later, he does come off like he's been absolutely perfect.
1: Yeah, and now this is the first sign of at least ascension at the home. This is the first sign of like him having personal conflict, and to me still— as an athlete and the guy that he is, he purports himself to be this guy with a big chip on his shoulder and a guy that is always, no matter the circumstances, don't count Brady out. I mean, even in the um, NFC divisional round game last year against the Rams, they're down, what, 27 to 3? And he almost mounts a comeback uh, similar to that 28 to 3 comeback he had against the Atlanta Falcons. Like, Tom Brady has shown us time and time again that in the midst of conflict, this guy's a Warrior. So. That's why I would say, hey, yes, lay down the MVP odds for Tom Brady. Put the money on on Brady and the Bucks to go to the Super Bowl. But also, Kevin make, brings up a good point, man. It, it's tough for me to say how he'll deal with this because it is a new problem on the forefront. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tom Brady having marital issues means what for the Bucks? Uh, Jeanette, you said it means nothing, but it has to at least mean something. When at least your confidence as a fan, like so, if Tom Brady comes out Week One against those Cowboys, he throws two first half picks, he doesn't look like himself, then will it mean something?
3: No, because I was there in the divisional round the last year versus the Rams. Yeah, where he came up for twenty three points inside the game. Granted, they lost. Thanks, Cooper Cup. I'll never forget that play. That was, was that amazing. The game? Was, let's not. We go over it. Yeah. Uh, but
1: right down the scene. Stop. Best receiver in the league, right down the seam. (laughs) Hey, how about we don't cover the best receiver in the league right down the seam? Like, right down the middle of the field, how about we leave him one-on-one with the safety? Let's do that. When
3: I say that stadium, Raymond James, (laughs) after yelling for 23 points straight, got quiet, silent.
1: It's incredible. I mean, the guy that... Whatever. Cooper Cup had an historic season. He won the wide receiver triple crown, had the best fantasy football season of any receiver ever, and... When the season was on the line, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lined up in a defensive formation and left him on an island in the middle of the field with a safety.
3: I saw it. I was there.
1: And it just, to me, it's just, I mean, again, we can go, and then the defensive coordinator ends up your head coach this year. So Are you done? I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
3: Hey. I start tailgating tomorrow, but if I need to start drinking earlier, <laughs> I'm okay with it too.
1: I'm just saying, Tom Brady having marital issues. Ahead of the 2022 NFL season means what for the Bucs? 888-760-3776. Jeanette, you, you look like you have something to say. It look like you have a, a bit of a chip on your own shoulder here. What's up? No,
3: I don't. I'm going to have some words with you during the break recounting those memories. But anyways, I think that football, I think Tom Brady is going to use football as an outlet. Yeah. He's going to be more focused. He's going to be sending more motivational texts like he did the we will win situation when the team was going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And he's going to absolutely go. That's I think football is his coping mechanism. Obviously, every time he goes off.
1: It, it's very true. And I can go back through some of the times Tom Brady has had major conflict. The gate AFC Championship game 2015. What did he do after that? Oh, oh, nothing. Just goes into Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And, or no, that wasn't at Mercedes-Benz. I can't remember where it was. The Super Bowl where the Atlanta Falcons were up 28-3. to That was following the Gate scandal and Tom Brady makes and mounts the greatest comeback ever in Super Bowl history, defeating the Falcons, and also as a guy that was living in Georgia and covering sports at that time, watching and experiencing those Atlanta fans' tears. For that, and when Alabama beat Georgia in the national championship game that year, um, is euphoric too strong of a word for me to use as I witnessed that? No. just I, Tom Brady, out of all of the things he's done in his career... Him doing that was one of the biggest moments I appreciated because the year before, remember, I used to be a Panthers fan, sadly. Yeah. And the year before, I was rooting for Cam Newton and those Panthers who went into that Super Bowl against what was left of Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos. And then I had to hear it all year long about how Cam didn't dive on the ball and Von Miller, Super Bowl MVP. They ran a muck, it was a fake season. We almost went perfect, but somehow our 15 and 1 record. It's can't goes say down the hour
3: drain. anymore. It you're was not-
1: hours at the time. No, you're not at a Panthers fan anymore. You're right. No.
3: The, you're in a transition period. I understand. I'll give you grace, but you can no longer say hour.
1: I freed myself from the shackles of Panthers fandom. I have already done that.
3: Shout out, Baker Mayfield.
1: Yikes. Um, I appreciate him for helping me get free. Uh, <laughs> So what I will say is seeing that happen and having the Atlanta Falcons fans ridicule me for a full year and then having them this close, they were oh so close to a Super Bowl. But then that man, Thomas Edward Brady, put it to him. Mm. I remember running around the newsroom at the time. I worked at a place called (laughs) WALB. Everybody in there are Atlanta Falcons fans. And I remember doing laps in the newsroom, uh, saying a lot of explicitives and also uh, praising Tom Brady for his efforts. I appreciate Tom Brady for that. No matter what happens in your marriage, Tom, and I know you're going through it right now, and I know Giselle's a little mad because you unretired and then you did retire and then you left for 11 days, but then you came back to football. And all of what's going on, whatever happens with you, Tom Brady, I thank you for delivering me that moment. I'll never forget it.
3: Well, and I thank him for unretiring and coming back and putting football over family, which you shouldn't <laughs> do as a typical man. If you are not a professional player, I would not put football over family. Yeah. Uh, but in this instance, grateful, blessed.
1: I love it. I love it. I love that you love that because it's your favorite team. 888-760-3776. That's the number to call in to Ken Levick Alive. I'm Theo Dorsey. That's net Javier. Let us know. Who, or not who, I'm sorry, excuse me. The question of the day right now is Tom Brady's having marital issues. What does that mean for his Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, one team that's not having issues right now is a team that's out in the Midwest. Uh, Cleveland traded for a franchise player, and at this time it doesn't come with morality issues. We'll talk about that when we return. We're live here on ESPN
2: 106.3. Oh, it's
0: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVecca Live on ESPN 106.3.
1: Once again, once again, I am a little saddened because I won't be able to watch Serena Williams who plays tonight at Arthur Ashe Stadium, 7 o'clock in the open. And for me, I mean, I'm hoping she wins so that I can also be able to be there for her last match. And I'm also hoping she wins the whole dang thing in the U.S. Open, but for those who are are not going to be busy at 7 o'clock tonight, which I will be because of football night in South Florida, because of high school football action all across the Treasure Coast and all through Palm Beach County, uh, yeah, that 7 o'clock tennis match for Serena, I won't be able to watch. So, again, go Serena Williams, Palm Beach Gardens resident. Hope she wins it all. Just, you know, win this one at least so I can see you in the next round. Uh, another person who will be um, tied up tonight, Around seven o'clock because of the action in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast is Cyrus Whitting, who we bring or we're bringing on here on Ken Levica Live against Stone Labandowitz out, Ken Levicka out, myself Theo Dorsey in, Jeanette Javier right here with me. And now we got Cyrus Whitting who just broke his laptop, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's gonna be of any use tonight. But Cyrus So your your game tonight is gonna be at Martin County. Um you're gonna be a big time quarterback matchup yeah, there. Excited I'm really for tonight? Excited. Uh, number 10, Wellington. Number
5: 5, Martin County. Uh, Jaden Vega for Martin County. Ryan Anthony for the Wolverines. couple lax bros yeah. seven on the football field. And, and two really dynamic dual-threat quarterbacks. So I've watched two really good football games in a row. I hope tonight is another great one. Because uh, like we, we, we were talking about this earlier, Theo. I was run, I'm running on pure adrenaline. Got home at 5 in the morning Woo. last night after seeing uh, Kaiser give Valdosta State all they could handle
1: yeah. uh, up in, uh, up in South Georgia. That see that that was incredible to me to see that Kaiser got that close. Uh, Jeanette, in or out on on lacrosse bros on lax bros.
3: What do you mean? In what regard?
1: Have you ever you, have you in your dating scene? Have you ever came across a lacrosse bro? I know you have I've... a lot of Lions fans.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've dated one lacrosse bro.
1: Are they are they good people? Good folk? I mean, how? I know that they're super chill. They talk yeah. kind of chill, like kind of surferish.
3: Very chill, but for me, it was too chill. Mm. Yeah. So I couldn't it didn't it lasted four months? Okay. That's,
1: that's pretty straight.
3: But it was fun yeah. when we did outdoor activities, yeah. but the fact that I had to plan every detail. Interesting. Aww. Did he have good hair? No.
5: Interesting, because lac- lacrosse players usually, in my experience, care a lot about their hair.
3: No, this one didn't care about his hair. He cared more about, like, his skin. He had a really good skin routine. Nice. And okay. this was, like, 23 like, years like old. Like Patrick
5: Bateman, like, American Psycho level? No, or? no not
3: that level. But yeah. Like, and I w- I didn't get into a good skin routine till I was in the pageants at, like, mm. 29. uh uh-huh. But he had, like... He knew about toner and moisturizers at 22 before oh, he's I even did.
5: Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So,
3: yeah, dating a lacrosse boy was fun. Yeah. Mhm. But it was L- a little
5: Sounds like a little too much work.
3: I prefer basket- I mean. basketball still high tier. Basketball okay. still number 1.
1: All right. All, right. All right. There we go. A little lax bros <laughs> insight there for anybody wondering. <laughs> uh, we also are bringing on side too because he was geeked. He was pumped to talk about what went down in the NBA yesterday. Let's get our NBA music in here to get the people flowing. Blockbuster trade in the National Basketball Association. We find out about it yesterday, and now we we discuss. The Cleveland Cavaliers acquiring Utah Jazz star Donovan Mitchell in a blockbuster trade. Utah gets Laurie Markkinen, a rookie wing whose name I cannot pronounce yet, so we'll just say the rookie wing that... Cleveland drafted this year. (laughs) They get Colin Sexton. You see how I just skipped right over that? You're doing great, sweetie. And then they get three unprotected first-round picks, 2025, 2027, and 2029. Also, two pick swaps in 2026 and 2028. Donovan Spider-Mitchell, Louisville product, breakout star in the bubble, now heading to Cleveland to join Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, and... And what's the big guy's name? Jared Jar- Allen. Geez, I couldn't even Jared think Allen. of it. Jared yeah, Allen. Yeah. They also got
5: Chris Levert on that team.
1: Chris Levert. Yeah. They have uh, they have Dean Wade, not to be confused with D Wade. Cyrus. Yep. First reaction because I know what my reaction was uh, yesterday afternoon as I saw the the tweet from Adrian Wojnarowski who broke the news. First reaction to Donovan Spider Mitchell, who we all thought was packing his bags and packing his tims to the garden and his yeah. spit it to go to the garden. Yeah. To play for the Knicks. And then we hear he's going to Cleveland. First reaction out of you. First reaction was, for some reason, the Cleveland just loves
5: drafting and then trading Kansas Jayhawks. I a mean, big Jay- Jayhawk fan. Remember they, <laughs> a couple years ago, they drafted Wiggins and immediately shipped him out. That was because LeBron wanted Kevin Love. Yeah. And they drafted Ochai Abaji, and they shipped him to Utah. But my first reaction was, "There's when, his name, by the way, guys." Oh, oh yeah, Oh Ochai. How do you not?
1: Nash? I know it's been a while since the tournament. All right, I'm sorry. all right, yeah. all right. Yeah.
5: NCA tournament MOP. No big I know, deals. I know, it was great. So, oh, so, wow. so my my first reaction is, look, I'm I'm a I'm a Knicks fan, which is no fun, especially in in Heat country down here, and and Ken Levic Ken Levicka loves to give me grief about it, and I will say I'm I'm a little bit fair weather because it's tough to be a Knicks fan. The last twenty years, we've had one good season. We've won what thirty percent of our games, but. Not big on the big you, mellow years, you know.
3: Or? Do you get excited over everything? Because what, I is, feel like what is what is
5: what is what is? you mean what do you mean? Everything
3: like Knicks fans celebrate a win like they just won the championship. Yeah, so like, I want to know if that's a sports thing or if that's just you as a personality. No,
5: thing. I wouldn't. It's definitely not me. Like last year when the, I think the Knicks beat the Nets in like the in the in the opener and and it and it was looking like Subway they series. just it, it looked like uh, they did the whole bing bong thing. And they were like flipping over cars outside the <laughs> garden, and it was just a joke. Like. I thought that was hilarious, but I didn't get all up in arms about it. I did. I did think it was great, greatly entertaining.
3: Have you had that same emotion over anything like, man, dinner was so good tonight? <laughs>
1: Flip table. Uh,
5: I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I would say like, I, I no. With the with the Knicks, it's like I, I'm not gonna get my hopes up too high. But okay, I knew that. Well, let's get back to the Don. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mitchell. yeah.
1: Look, he's like, he's about to start willowing away in his thoughts about like, Nick fandom.
5: Like I will say that. Well, the, the first thing that was gonna happen was that. Everybody was going to say, oh my gosh, look how embarrassing the Knicks are for not getting Donovan Mitchell. And yeah, would have been great to get Spida, sure, but to give up, I would say, a guy who could be a Donovan Mitchell next year, I mean is, is R.J. Barrett.
1: Oh, okay. So this is your hot take then. This is your way of coping with it is you think R.J. Barrett will turn into Donovan Mitchell I, so I, you didn't need him.
5: I I, I totally agree. If, if we were going to get rid of one of our, our better players for Donovan Mitchell, I would have given away Julius Randle because after one great season in New York, he was pretty garbage last year. Yeah. But R.J. Barrett has had a steady climb and he's gotten better and better and better. Post-All-Star game this past season, 22 games, R.J. Barrett stat line, 25 points per game, Six boards, four assists. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially Donovan Mitchell's production. Again, Donovan Mitchell, three t- three-time All-Star. I respect his game. But R.J. Barrett's 22, and he's averaging – he averaged 25 points in the last third of the season last year. If he takes another step up and raises his game again, wow. you know, he's, he's going to give you probably about the same production as Donovan Mitchell will. And you keep Obi Toppin, and you keep your three first-round picks. Uh, I mean, I think this Knicks team, again – they're, I think they're playoff contenders. I don't think they're obviously not championship contenders, but I am perp- perfectly fine with missing, missing out on Donovan Mitchell if it means we get to keep R.J. Barrett.
1: Well, I think you also are – you, and we could lose some of the NBA track now as people know we're talking ball now. <laughs> but, Cyrus, I think you're so used to – disappointment with not getting superstars. Oh, yeah, totally
5: coping mechanism.
1: Yeah, so you're, uh, you're trying to find the good in it. And, again, we could do some therapy for you here, but instead of doing just that, I want you to listen back through the exact timeline of how, yet again, the New York Knicks miss out on a star. Adrian Wojnarowski, who broke the news yesterday, uh, was on Get Up This Morning. And on Get Up This Morning, he laid out the timeline because, remember, all of the reports, all of the tracks, led to either he's going to be stuck in Utah for a year or, more than likely, he was going to be in that New York Knicks backcourt. This is Woj on Get Up This Morning on the timeline of events and why now Donovan Mitchell is going to be in Cleveland with the Cavaliers.
2: The Knicks and Jazz had really closed the gap uh, in their trade talks on Donovan Mitchell Sunday night into Monday. And I think when Utah came back with what they thought were a couple of options for New York to do, uh, you know, New York wanted to close the gap a little more. They didn't want to do the three unprotected picks uh, on a deal that didn't include Quentin Grimes with RJ Barrett. So they don't get a deal done. They commit to that extension with RJ Barrett Monday night. And Kobe Altman, the Cleveland Cavaliers president, he's at the US Open Monday night. He's watching Serena Williams. He sees our reporting that the talks had broken down with New York, and on Tuesday morning he picked up the phone, he called Utah's general manager, Justin Zanuck, and over the next 48 hours, they negotiated uh, this deal for Donovan Mitchell. Utah never called back New York to give them a chance to top it, and so that agreement was reached yesterday afternoon, and now the Cavaliers are loaded in the Eastern Conference with Donovan Mitchell.
1: It, that's that's kind of how it ended for your Knicks. Hearing it back and hearing the timeline, it doesn't sound as excruciating as some of those Knicks missing out on superstar stories can be. This one's a little more mellow, but it involves Serena Williams. It still has the star play. I mean, what? How do you feel as a Knicks fan, knowing that's how it played out? Are I mean, cool?
5: again, I, I'm I'm cool it in the in the sense that it's better than missing out. I would say on a free agent where you. Knicks fans and myself, we have this allure. We, we, we think that New York has this allure of everybody wants to come play New York and be the king of New York and reinvigorate the Garden and, and become a legend where look, God, you don't really need to play New York to be kind of the face of the league anymore. You know, mm. 20 years ago, you, it was important that you played in a big market, L.A., Chicago, New York. But look, Giannis, Giannis is, is one of the world's biggest superstars. So is Luca, and they play in Milwaukee and Dallas. I mean, those are pretty mid to low tier NBA markets. And, but that's uh, big. Dal- I was going
3: to say Dallas. Dal- 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 it's
1: up there, but it Dal- ain't, it ain't it's New not, York, L- it's not LA, Chicago, Chicago like, or okay, Miami. But
5: Milwaukee is definitely on the lower end. But yeah. like, even like I like I said, even if the Knicks trade for for Mitchell, here's their team. Uh, uh, it, sorry. If they trade for um Donovan Mitchell, here's their team. You got Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell. And then Julius Randle, Emmanuel Quickly, Quentin Grimes. I mean, yeah. that's not a particularly great team anyway. You're, you're crossing you're, your
1: fingers to make the playoffs. You're maybe
5: getting, yeah, you're probably getting, you know, optimistically a 6-7. Pessimistically, you're fighting for a fighting for a, a play-in spot. I yeah. mean, that's not, that's not moving the needle all that much. I mean, the Cavs... Seriously, I mean, talk about their lineup now. Got Darius Garland starting at point guard. All star point guard. Ricky Rubio backing him up. D Mitchell, Spida, Chris LeVert backing him up. Uh, Seti Osman, fine. But in the front court, Evan, Evan Mobley, Kevin Love, Jared Allen, Robin Lopez, Isaiah Mobley. Like, the Cavs are DL stacked
1: yeah. right now. Like, they're going to be good. They've got a good team in Cleveland. And also, with it not being a destination city, this is how you have to acquire stars when you're a team like Cleveland. This is how you have to get guys in the building. Donovan Mitchell on—he's under contract for the next two or three years. He doesn't turn 26 until next week. He's a young star who they got under contract. They weren't going to do anything with Colin Sexton. Mm-hmm. They had that—that that marriage had already been broken up. Yeah, and a, a and, little allusion there to the. Tom and I mean, Brady you, they had system. Garland and Sexton,
5: which are both point guards. But I mean, I, I would say what there was some crazy set I lane. saw last year. Last year, where like Donovan Mitchell like threw the ball to like. Rudy Gobert like fourteen times like all season yeah like it'll just be interesting to see because Jared Allen you know it, it'll just be interesting to see if if that that's gonna be a pretty balanced lineup but if Donovan Mitchell wants to go ISO. It's going to be interesting to see how that lineup, you know, works together because all those all four guys or four of their five starters can can get you 25 30 a game on any given night.
1: Yeah, and, and Donovan Mitchell being off the ball now and being yeah. able to have a guy like Darius Garland who's a really good point guard, a floor general, yeah. and having Bigs who are skilled on offense, which is the biggest difference between Rudy Gobert and those guys. It the, the future looks bright for Cleveland, but again, it's the NBA. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the heck's going to happen tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like the NBA is such a it's, it's, it's like a, it's almost like dating the NBA for real <laughs> Okay. For real. Okay. Let me hear it. You can't, there's no promise. Tomorrow's not promise. You don't know. You can't say we have all of these young guys. So for the next three years, we're going to be said, just like in dating, you meet somebody, they're awesome. You're in the honeymoon phase. And you then can't they ghost say you,
3: or you ghost them. And then you find out about their red flags later. Yeah. You never know. And then it never goes well. You never know. They black out and tell you a bunch of things you don't want to hear. I can go on forever. I'll oh, stop.
1: Right, and then so, and took, then t- took a turn. Look, and then and then we start hearing bubblings and sources of of Kevin Durant wanting his coach and his GM, who he got hired, fired, like dating life in the NBA. The I'm way just, that the roller coaster goes is very similar.
5: I'm just glad we have something else to talk about in the NBA besides the, the Kevin Durant saga for at least a couple days, yep. because that was that's been kind of exhausting.
1: It's a breath of fresh air. Yeah, absolutely. It's a breath of fresh air, and also what it does is it bolsters up the Eastern Conference. So when the Cavs come in to FTX to play the Miami Heat that Cavs-Heat rivalry can get some renewed energy bringing in a guy like Spider Mitchell because not only do the Heat heat Cavs you don't have to upsell because there's already that history because of LeBron James. Now the Cavaliers got the guy in Spider Mitchell who the Miami Heat fans like myself were crossing their fingers and hoping we can get to come down to Miami. So now there's even more renewed energy to that rivalry. And when the Cavs do come on down to FTX and you want to check out the Heat-Cavs game, the easiest way to do so from Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast to get down there to Miami is the Brightline. And attention all Marlins fans as well, make your next game a home run. Brightline's home runner train takes you from West Palm to Fort Lauderdale to Miami Central Station, now includes free direct shuttle service to Lone Depot Park. Catch the game and upgrade to Brightline's premium service. That might be the only way to go because of all of the perks talking about free drinks and snacks all along the way. Brightline's home runner train gives you the ultimate fan experience, letting you skip traffic, skip skip parking, and then stay until the last inning. Book at gobrightline.com. That's gobrightline.com. And remember, Brightline can also get you to the best events in Palm Beach County, Broward County, and Miami-Dade County. That includes any concert at I Think Financial Amphitheater, Settles from the West Palm Station to the amphitheater run from 6:05 p.m. to 8:05. All kinds of ways to travel when you're using Brightline. So try again and book. GoBrightline.com. That'll be fun. A lot of NBA talk here, but again, tomorrow is one of the biggest days of the year because it's when most college football teams kick off their season. I know we had Week Zero. This is now Week One. We're going to see a lot of football action tomorrow. So I'm curious as to which way we're going to be spending our first college football Saturday. He's Cyrus Whitting. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Theo Dorsey. We're live here on Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3.
0: From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3.
1: Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen just put out his college football playoff predictions. He's got Bama, Ohio State, Utah, and NC State. Seriously, Dan Mullen, NC State over Miami. That's why he's no longer at Florida. That's why Dan Mullen <laughs> with his college football playoff predictions. We're going to talk some college football Saturday in a second here, but you hear that music. Do you hear the vibes coming from One Republic right now? But well, let me tell you something. If you don't like your bank, come experience why our members love I Think Financial. For more information, visit IThink.org. I Think Financial, moving you forward. There's also the I Think Financial Amphitheater in West Palm Beach, where one republic is making its way. The American rock pop band that you hear right now, famous for their hit songs, Apologize counting stars and hall of fame they're here this saturday tomorrow september 3rd at 7 p.m door is going to open at 6 p.m that's rain or shine visit livenation.com to get your tickets and check that out i mean they've got some hits uh jeanette cyrus y'all familiar with one republic i, I heard some of the songs this morning
3: i love one republic actually if yeah. i weren't going to the canes game tomorrow yeah. i would have been at the concert
1: there we go, because they got some hits. A lot of their hits have made it they made their way to Madden, which is why I know some of them. And also a lot of them are just some sports soundtracky type of song. So One Republic gonna be at the I Think Financial Amphitheater. Make sure you make your way out there. Buy some tickets. You can visit LiveNation.com for those tickets. Uh Jeanette, you're gonna be at Miami. You're gonna be at Hard Rock. Yes. For the Miami Hurricanes opener against none other than Bethune Cookman. Yes. HBCU Love. Uh, Hampton used to be sharing a conference with Bethune-Cookman, so I'm very familiar with them, but we used to beat up on them. So hopefully Miami does the same. Uh, It's nice to be able to start your college football Saturday, your first one of the year, actually at a stadium, at a game.
3: I'm very excited about it. It's one of my good friend's 50th birthday, and she's a U.M. alum, a very prestigious club, Iron Arrow, that she's graduated with. So I'm going to be surrounded by a bunch of U.M. fans, bringing a friend too. Got some club seats. Um, I got my outfit ready. I'm wearing Mm. white pants. We talked about it yesterday, if it was a good decision or not. Um, I got the drinks ready. I got my cooler. It's going to be awesome.
1: One thing about the white pants move is you learn whether or not it's a good decision after you wear them. As in, like, you'll find out on game day if it was a good decision or not. If they go clean and Scott's good, you're good.
3: My strategy is as long as I walk into the stadium and my pants are still all white, then I'm fine. Yeah. So I'm only drinking and consuming things that can't stain my pants.
1: Smart, smart. Vodka. Sir- <laughs> vodka, just pure vodka. No, don't throw any mix in there. Maybe a little vodka so water, water. Soda, soda water. Soda water. Okay, Cyrus. Cyrus Whitting, who joins us here on Ken Lavick Alive. I'm Theo Dorsey. That
3: face for That Cyrus. was
1: Jeanette Javier. Cyrus uh, squinting and frowning at the thought of vodka water. Cyrus, how are you spending your first college football Saturday? Maybe
5: asleep. Uh, wow, I'm sleeping in. Sleeping in for sure. Again, we I got home five in the morning last night after Kaiser Valdosta got a game tonight up in Martin County. I'm definitely going to sleep in, but uh, and then tomorrow night though I'm going over to buddy's house to watch the Utah Florida game. Got a buddy and his wife went to our, our Gators fans. So I'm gonna wear my orange and blue. I don't have any uh, uh, ties, you know, any any uh any teams down here so so my fandom is up in the air I, I, my recruitment is open mm, his recruitment
1: is oh, open Theo, you know and I know and I Theo's
5: this. just went through the through the process so maybe he can give me some, some tips and tricks and what to look out for as I as I get recruited uh, but hopefully some wings throw back a couple beers I, I I'm rooting for the Gators because I, I I don't want to be the bad luck for <laughs> for a new friend trying to trying to make some new friends yeah but uh you know I'm, I'm looking forward to the Notre Dame Ohio State game uh, and the uh, UTSA Houston game. There's, there's a bunch of games on the docket that I think are going to be some good ones. Yeah.
3: Which beer are you consuming? Because I feel like you're a wild card. I can absolutely see you downing some Bud Lights, but sometimes you're a little bougie when you talk.
5: What's a bougie beer for you? Like, what counts as a bougie beer for you?
3: I feel like you could go Stella.
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love oh Stella. I'll rock I Stella. you said I'm saying
3: like love Theo, it. you're definitely love a Stella yeah. I've oh, had drinks with you Oh, yeah. absolutely
5: Rock but Stella. But Cyrus,
3: I was like I was just I was like you're Bud Light or Stella. So did I get it right? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I would say
5: I'm very very non-picky. I'll drink I'll drink anything. Like, okay, I'll not drink any. I hate craft <laughs> beer. Like I do not You never you I,
3: do not come off as a craft beer guy. I do not
5: either. get craft beer at all. It tastes like old tires. Wow. I've never
3: met anybody who's like Wrong take there. Kansas? Is that where you're from? Kansas? Oh, sure.
5: Yeah. who likes the, craft beer? The pla- how, how many people have you met from Kansas? I've. I was born in Kansas,
1: Overland Park, baby. Oh, I, for- I always forget yeah. that. You That's I was a Chiefs fan, yeah.
5: <laughs> why? He's oh, a Chiefs wow. fan yeah.
3: <laughs> for like three solid weeks. Although we,
5: we, we're taking him out on the bandwagon, yeah. Chiefs,
1: Chiefs Kingdom, Chiefs Kingdom, baby. I'm i hate here. it here. Hashtag.
3: Anyways, uh, no, you don't. I've met three people from Kansas, and they've all poo pooed.
1: Yeah, I don't. I do
3: on a craft beer. So I don't. I
5: don't yes. get it. I'll drink. Thing. I'll drink. You know, Coors, Miller, Bud. Stella, Heine- PBR, well, sure, why not? You know, that's that was kind natty of natty light, natty whatever. If you if you got it, if it's the only thing around, fine. I'm not gonna complain at all. I will. And if Cyrus is like the ultimate house guest, and if my and if like the only thing you have is IPA, I'll
1: I'll I'll suck it up. So what are you bringing? Let's say all right, all right. Let's just put hypothetical situation. All right, we're, okay, okay. Jeanette and I are throwing a college football Saturday watch day. This is one of those things you show up at 10 a.m. You don't leave until 10 p.m. or 11 or even later if we're going Pac-12 after dark. You're pulling up to the crib to watch mm. college football all day, pizza, wings, brews.
3: First time going, so you need to make an impression. You mm. got to
1: make an impression. It's uh-huh. going to be like an ESPN West Palm event. Just think about yeah. right. that. We're going to have a bunch of us. Let's imagine I don't have to anchor on weekends, and let's imagine Jeanette won't be at Hard Rock. Okay. So you're coming over tomorrow. What what beers are you going to pack, then, to show up with? Because you can't, you can't bring any weak sauce, bro.
5: I'm probably going to go with a case of Mic Ultra because, because it's just a crowd pleaser. It's a it's a little a little bit For on the, your
3: first impression you're going with the Mic Ultra? Mickey's, but
5: you can't go wrong can with you a Mic Ultra First me, impression. Can you though. Let, can you let me finish? Fine. Can you let me finish? Okay. Bring a Mic Ultra because again, it's it's kind of a crowd pleaser. Like I said, a little bit boring, but a little bit. First yeah, impression. But at this at the same time, like it's a it's 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 like the red hot chili peppers. Nobody dislikes the red hot chili peppers. It's like if you put that on a party, it's like, okay, I can rock with this. Like, I'll drink a I'll drink a Mick Ultra.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say I do not want to hear any Red Hot Chili Peppers. So that's <laughs>
5: okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, drink, bring a Bo- Mick Ultra, I, and then I'll probably bring some like some like High Noons or or stuff like that. Okay. To to again to ble- maybe that's a little bit more for the girls.
1: Going to balance it out a little. Balance bit. Balance it
5: out and just give people options, and then maybe I'll. You know, now that you got me thinking about it, oh, maybe some Blue Moons, maybe some Stellas. Now okay, here here talking. come the options. On, and, now and, we're talking. Look, I'm very considerate. Uh, I'm very considerate of everybody's beverage preferences. I want everybody to be happy People with the pleasing. drink they have yeah. in their hands. Uh, I'm the beverage director. You're I'm the, the beverage, beverage director? director? The beverage yeah, I'm, director. The, I'm, the, I'm the beverage director. Cyrus
1: Whitting, the, be- the beverage director. The, I'm
5: the beverage director. I want everybody to be happy, so I'm bringing a, a, a plethora, a cornucopia, a smorgasbord of beverages to the party. Well, now you have me one over.
3: I'm glad, glad because I'm bringing a new friend into this group of friends. Yes. And I was like, so what, are you, what, what beers are you bringing? And he went, Corona. And I was like, okay, good. We don't have to have this conversation because if you came to my house or my group of friends and you brought a McUltra— you would be judged. But what about... Negatively. But
5: but that's not the only thing I'm bringing. No, he's bringing, that's fine. He, remember, you he's bringing up a, a, a it. Okay. Board. all right I didn't let
1: you finish. All right, yeah. You
3: called me out. Appreciate you. But you bounced back. So Appreciate congratulations. You.
1: Thank you. All right. Anything we're super excited for, just particularly one one game. I know for you, Jeanette, it's going to be the Miami Hurricanes game. The that's, whole thing. That's the one game that I'm actually going to watch from start to finish. I want to see the, the kickoff to the Mario Cristobal era as a Miami Hurricanes fan. I want to see it through and through. And I'm also trying to make a commitment to watch every Canes game this year. So, with the 3.30 kickoff, um, I don't have to anchor at WPTV until our show starts at about 6, 6 6.15 is when sports hits. So, I'll have enough time to actually watch that game through and through. Uh, So, for you, it's going to be tailgating. The whole thing. It's going to be keeping the white pants clean.
3: My fit. I'm very excited for my fit. Yeah. Tailgating, being around, just being around football.
1: Yeah. And Cyrus. I'm excited to relax. I'm
5: excited to watch 3.30 Georgia. Uh, Oregon, I'm excited to nightcap with Florida-Utah. I hope Notre Dame-Ohio State stays close. It's pretty shocking that we got a top-five matchup, number two versus five, and the spread is 17. Yeah. That just shows you the parody of college football, but that's a discussion for another day. I'm excited for uh, 330 Georgia-Oregon. Uh, nightcap is uh, is Ohio State-Notre
1: Dame. Of course, of course. Ohio State-Notre Dame going to be big. What excites you most about this first official college football weekend? Call in to the show for Ken Levick Alive, 888 760 three seven seven six eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. What has you all pumped up and excited to break out the brews and watch this weekend? Uh for Cyrus Whitick, she's Jeanette Javier. I'm Theo Dorsey. We're live on Ken Lavica live on ESPN one oh six three.